welcome to week six, the final week of our Slow Beginnings Retreat. It has been such an incredible experience for me to be a part of this with you and to see how you've taken what you've learnt about your values, about yourself uh, over the past five weeks and start to apply it in creating a life that is aligned with the things that are important to you. It's not an easy thing to do and I'm incredibly proud to see the, the, um, the progress that you've made. Now this week, as we round out our time together, is all about reflection, it's all about imagination, and it's all about sustainable action. So first we're going to reflect a little bit on the retreat, what you've learnt, you know, some of the changes that you've gone through, some of the questions that you asked, you've asked yourself. And then we're going to spend some time imagining what, uh, what future you will look like and what the changes that you're beginning to make now will amplify into over time. And to finish up, we're going to devise our own next step because I want you to finish this retreat with a very clear picture of where you are now, where you're heading and how to begin that journey. So this week is a lot of practical work. There's some worksheets that I've created that will help you guide you through uh, this week's questions and exercises and you can as always find them below the video over on the retreat website but my recommendation would probably be to watch this video all the way through and then uh, you know go and, and grab your worksheets and work through the questions and the exercises there in your own time because I think there are there are some elements of this week that could be a little uh, confronting a little challenging and I don't want you to feel like you need to, to rush through them. These are designed for you to take them at your own pace uh, and, you know, and to see where you land with ease rather than with stress. That's certainly not the point of this retreat. So first we're going to revisit the work that you did in week one where you settled on your values. So I'd like you to just list out the values, the core values that you settled on even if you're not 100% certain of them being the values that you're going to stick with, just, you know, use lead pencil as always and uh, put, put down what you have landed on for now. And once you've written down your values, the ones that you've settled on for now, ask yourself, how comfortable do I feel with these values? I mean, how certain do I feel that these are reflective of, of where I'm at now? Uh, again, there's no right or wrong answer. Just a really helpful way of tapping into to where you're at and maybe where you feel like you might need to do a little bit more digging over time. Once you've answered that, look back at those values and ask yourself, which of these values do I feel most in alignment with right now and why? So which ones feel like you're, you're kind of hitting close to home with? And then the flip side question, which of those values do you not feel like you're in alignment with right now or that you feel least in alignment with and why? So which ones do give you that sort of pang, that, you know, that, that realization that yes, they are important to me, but I'm not there yet uh, and list those ones down and perhaps why, why you feel like that's the case. And then I want you to think back over the retreat itself and ask yourself which one of the exercises, observations, uh, tools or ideas, anything that you've come across through the retreat has felt aligned for you 
and at the same time has felt like something you'd like to explore further. So just, I mean, we've covered a lot of ground. We have tried a lot of things. You would have experimented with different things over the last six weeks. So go with your instinct. It, again, there is no right or wrong. Um, if your instinct sort of pipes up and says that this exercise or this idea or this question was the thing that, that aligned and that I'd like to explore some more, just, you know, jot that one down. We're really just looking for a starting point for what's next. And I think that finding a, a place that has ease for you, a place that has curiosity and maybe a bit of excitement is a wonderful place to begin. So if you have multiple things that could fill that category, then just choose one and, you know, experiment with that one, uh, knowing you can always come back and, and shift around your answers and play with them as well. So once you've answered those questions, it's time to move on to the next part of this week's exercises where you've got a choice between two different uh, practices. Now they are both powerful. They both potentially could be challenging. And I think it's just a matter of choosing which one speaks to you, which one feels like a good fit for you this week. Now the first option is something that I did back in 2014 when I wrote my own eulogy. Now, I still maintain that it was one of the most transformative steps that I ever took on this journey of slow living because it forced me to really strip away all of the, the noise, all of the expectations and the shoulds from my life and ask myself, what do I want my life to stand for? And it, I, I still remember the, the feeling of finishing that, that four-sentence eulogy and realizing that I had created essentially a, a call to action for the kind of life that I wanted to live. And this is what I'd love for you to do this week. Uh, I understand, again, that it can be really confronting. So if this is a definite no for you, I have another exercise uh, coming up. But if you're curious about it, I think the first step really is to begin to ask yourself some questions. So grab a, grab a piece of paper and maybe mind map some answers and some, some random thoughts as they, they come into your head as you consider these questions. But this is a good place to start. So what do I want my life to stand for? When I look back over my life, what do I want to see? What do I want to feel? And what impact do I want to have on others? These are big questions. There is no doubt about that. So please don't get, uh, don't, don't get caught up on what you should or shouldn't be writing or what is right or what is not right. There is no such thing as right or wrong when you're writing answers to these questions. More so just allow your words as they come to you out on the page with no judgment, no criticism, no censoring and see what starts to, what patterns start to emerge. Now, when I wrote my eulogy, I had no idea what was going to come out. But I would like to share it with you just to give you an indication of, you know, what worked for me. As I said, this was a four sentence eulogy and I feel like that was a good length for me because it meant that I had to be succinct. But it also forced me to focus on those big picture values in my life without worrying about all the detail, you know, um, that would probably go into a, a more fully fleshed out eulogy. And I, I really, I'm really glad that I kept it to this length. So my eulogy says, quick to laugh, creative, compassionate, with a wicked sense of humor, 
Mum was never without a new plan or adventure on the horizon. She made one hell of an old-fashioned, was spontaneous, loyal, introspective, and believed wholeheartedly that we all have a responsibility to leave the world a better place than we found it. Mum, we will miss you always. Thank you for our roots, but thank you even more for our wings. Now, when I wrote that eulogy, I had, I guess I'd put on my imagination hat and I had pictured who might deliver my eulogy and who might be sitting in the room that they deliver it to, why they were there, what impact I may have had on them, what the energy in the room was, you know, whether or not there would be laughter or tears or both. And allowing myself to picture that fully was a really beautiful place from which to write the actual words of my eulogy. So that's the second part of the eulogy exercise, to picture the room, picture the people, picture the energy, picture the impact, picture what they're wearing or what flowers are there or, you know, whatever, whatever comes to mind and use that to fuel the words that you put on the page. Now, don't feel like this is a contract, <laughs> you know, you're not committing yourself to being this person for the rest of your life. We don't know what life is going to, to bring us, but it is such a beautiful practice in asking ourselves, what do I stand for? And what might that add up to over a life well lived? Now, the second option is to write yourself another letter. And this one is not from an imaginary friend. This one is from future you to present you. So for this exercise, I want you to think ahead to a good old age, one where you've lived a life you're proud of, where you've had an impact on the people and the communities that you know, where you've lived according to your values as well as you possibly could, and you go on to whatever is next at ease, knowing all of that. So picture who you will be then, what energy you'll bring to a room, what you make people feel, what others might say about you, and how you personally feel about your contribution to the world. And then once you have that picture in your mind, I want you to channel the future you and write present you a letter and tell yourself what life has been like, the people that you've loved and the ways that you loved them, the ways in which you showed up for your values over the years, the adventures and the challenges that you've had. Perhaps you might want to give yourself some words of encouragement. You might want to share your mantra or a motto that you lived by. And tell yourself that the hard choices that you're making now, you know, the going against the grain and the countercultural choices are worthwhile and how they're worthwhile. You might want to tell yourself that a life well lived, a life lived in alignment with your values, is a life worth living, even if it doesn't always look the way you think it will. So once you've written yourself this letter or your eulogy, I want you to look back over it and just let that vision that you've created sink in. I want you to accept it and to acknowledge it and to recognize that you do know what a life well lived might look like, or at least one version of what a life well lived might look like. And then I want you to recognize that this person, the person who has written this, the person who you have envisaged, has lived their life according to their own definition of success. This person has made decisions out of love and not fear. This person knows that they are enough. This person has made the difficult choices, the countercultural choices, 
and they know that standing in their truth, standing up for what is important to them was the most important thing that they could do. And then I want you to ask yourself, am I living a life right now that will result in this future? I mean, if yes, then that's wonderful. That means that you are living in alignment with your why. But if no, I want you to know that you are not alone in that. I remember writing my eulogy five, six years ago and feeling really overwhelmed with, with gratitude that I finally knew what was important in my life and then being devastated by the follow-up question of am I living a life right now that would result in my children saying this about me? And that, that realization, that recognition of the gulf between where I was and where I wanted to be was the moment that the transformation actually started. So I know that's a lot to take in and I appreciate you sticking with it. I appreciate the, the, the hard work that you're doing um, to, to move through it. Now, we're at the final step of this week's work. And the final step is to bring together the three elements that you have identified through this week's work already um, that you've explored. Your values, the one exercise or idea that felt really aligned for you, and the big picture that you've just created. So you know where you are now, and you can see clearly what you stand to gain by making changes. The final part of our exercise is to decide what the next right thing is for you, what the next right action is. So you won't ever be able to see the entire road ahead. As much as I wish I could give you a roadmap, I cannot, because that road that you're on, the road that's taking you from where you are now to where you would like to be, will twist and turn and double back and change in ways that you couldn't possibly foresee. But what you can see, what we can all see is the next step. And that's what I want to finish on today is figuring out what our next step will be. Because we discover that once we take that next step, the step that we couldn't quite make out, the second step, that becomes much clearer because that becomes our next step. And it's just a process of learning and trusting and evolving and keeping our eye both on that really that big picture, that thing that you're working towards, but also asking, asking yourself, what is the next right step for me right now? So with those things in mind, you're going to answer one final question. And that question is, what's one change I can commit to right now that future me will be proud of? Now, it can be large or small. It can be in service of all of your values or just one. It could be something that scares you or something that lights you up. It doesn't matter. It could be related to that one exercise that really felt aligned for you during the retreat, but it doesn't have to. That's, that was just a starting point. I mean, you could, be, you, could, you could commit to spending 10 minutes a day working on a hobby or a project that is aligned to your values. You could commit to daily meditation. You could commit to having a difficult conversation with your boss or your partner. You could commit to letting go of your ideas of success, putting them on a piece of paper, burning them up. You could commit to putting yourself first. Whatever it is, just make sure that it speaks to you and that it lights you up in some way. So what's one change I can commit to right now that future me will be proud of? And once you have that, 
it's time to go ahead and make that change. Try not to focus too much on the road ahead. You can keep that picture that you've created, that letter that you've written, that eulogy that you've written as your guide, your guidelines for making decisions over time. But my suggestion would be to spend most of your time focusing on the step in front of you, on the next change that you can make, on the question of whether this choice, this action, this decision will get you closer to that life that you've envisaged or further away. And that's it. That's a lot of head work and heart work this week, going out with a bang. But I really encourage you to show up to, this ex- to these exercises with as, much, um, with as much courage as you can, because there is so much power in what you're going to discover. So for this week's daily observation prompt, final one of the retreat, we're going to circle back to where we began in week one. And I would like you to simply hold space every day, journal about it if you would like, or, um, you know, just set a reminder on your clock, uh, on your, your phone and think on this question for a couple of minutes a day, whatever works for you. But I'd like you to hold space for the question of when did I act in accordance with my values today? And how did that make me feel? And that's it. That's the final observation prompt for the retreat. And this has been such a tremendous ride. It really has. I just want to thank you for showing up so courageously and so fully throughout the retreat, the questions that you submitted for our live calls and, um, you know, the, the way that you took this, this whole process and, and made it your own has been so inspiring and so wonderful to experience. And uh, on behalf of future you, I'd like to thank present you for making the time to, to turn up for yourself as well. Now, good luck. All the best with the following um, week's exercises. I know they're, they're kind of chewy. <laughs> I'm looking forward to discussing it with you in our final live call. As always, if you've got questions or uh, you know frustrations or issues, email them to me at hello at slowyourhome.com. And I will answer them for you in this week's call. So until then, have a wonderful week and I'll speak to you soon.